Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Come on. Who's excited to be in the house of God this morning? Praise the Lord. Well, I want to just real quickly, I want to just uh, acknowledge Pastor Victor, man, such an anointed, wise man for what he said, those words. God is good. Amen. <laughs> God is so good. I'm, I'm just blessed this morning to be with you guys. We love your pastors so much. Uh, like you said, they have been good friends of ours for many, many years. Uh, every time we get together, we just know how to let our hair down and just laugh and enjoy each other's company. But what I like to do this morning before I get into it is I always like to give honor where honor is due. And you guys are so blessed here in Las Vegas to have one of the best pastors uh, in Praise Chapel. Amen. So I want you to give them a big, just give them some love this morning and just honor them this morning. Come on, let's stand and let's honor them. Amen. These are your pastors that pray for you, who counsel you, who are there for you in times of trouble, in times of weakness. And they are there interceding for you. So come on, you guys can do better than that. Come on, give them some praise. Come on. Come on, yes. 23 years. Going on 23 years this year. Come on, that's such a, a man, that's such a big deal. You may be seated. That's such so powerful to be in the ministry for that long and doing the work of the Lord and here in Vegas as God's going to do some great things in this church and in this city. Come on, how many believe that this morning? God has great things to store. I want to minister this morning. I want to get right into it. I want to minister on a message that I've entitled Breakthrough. Breakthrough. The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. How many believe that today? That where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I believe that the spirit of the Lord is here in this house, in this ministry. And I believe that all you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and you will be free from all bondages, all strongholds. All those chains that have tried to cripple you and make you believe that you are not worth anything, that you're not good enough. But I'm here to declare to you this morning that you are more than a conqueror, that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Come on, somebody. God is good. Because I believe that something is about to break this morning. Amen. Something is about to break. And so whatever you're going through today, something is about to break. Right now, something supernaturally is breaking as you hear this message today. In the praise and worship, things were already breaking. Things were already just crumbling. Things, layers, layers in your life, spiritually speaking, were breaking off of you because you were surrendering to God. You were allowing God to pour and deposit into your spirit something new and something fresh. And so there is something about worship. There is something about praise that when we tap into the presence of God, things begin to just come off of us. I said things begin to come off of us. And so I I don't know if you understand this, but shout also means breakthrough. Your shout. And so when we begin to lift our voice and we begin to shout unto the name of the Lord, things begin to break. 
and you begin to get that breakthrough that you've been praying and seeking God for, as you cross over, there's breakthrough coming. Something's going to happen. And so I want to read to you a, a story here in the book of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 9 through 18. And it's a very, uh, for some of you who have read this story, it's a very familiar story. But if you haven't, I want to just kind of set a foundation for you today uh, so you understand what is going on. And we're going to go from there this morning. If you're there, go ahead and just say, I got it. Second Kings chapter 3 in verses 9 through 18. And I'm going to read. The Bible says this. It says, so the king of Israel went to the king of Judah and the king of Edom. And they traveled around for seven days. And there was not enough water for the army or for the animals. And so finally the king of Israel said, Oh, I think the Lord really brought us three kings together only to let the Moabites defeat us. But Jehoshaphat said, Surely one of the Lord's prophet is here. Let us ask the prophet what the Lord says we should do. And one of the servants of the king of Israel said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here. Elisha was Elijah's servant. And so Jehoshaphat said, the Lord's word is with Elisha. So the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat, and the king of Edom went down to see Elisha. And Elisha said to the king of Israel, what do you want from me? Go to the prophets of your father and mother. And the king of Israel said to Elisha, no, we have come to see you because the Lord called us three kings together to let the Moabites defeat us. And Elisha said, I respect I respect King Jehoshaphat of Judah, and I serve the Lord all-powerful. As surely as he lives, I came here only because of Jehoshaphat. For I tell you the truth, if he were not here, I would not pay any attention to you. I would ignore you completely, but now bring me someone who plays the harp. And when the person played the harp, listen to this, the Lord's power came on Elisha. Verse 16 says, and then Elisha said, this is what the Lord says, dig holes in the valley. Yes, this is what the Lord says, you will not see wind or rain, but that valley will be filled with water. Then you and your cattle and other animals will have water to drink. This is an easy thing. Someone to say easy thing. This is an easy thing for the Lord to do. He will also help you defeat the Moabites. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We honor you. We love you. We give you all glory and all praise. And I pray this morning, God, that you would use me, Father, to bring forth your word with power and authority. Lord, I decrease so that you could increase. Let your word minister. Let it edify. Let it just uplift your people today, God, as they hear your word, receive your word. But more importantly, that they will be doers of your word. So we honor you today, God, and we give you glory and praise. And all of God's people shout and say, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, again, the title of my message is Breakthrough. And how many of you know that when you allow the Holy Spirit to move, something will break? Something happens when we invite the Holy Spirit. And that is what you and I did this morning in worship and praise is that we invited the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, things begin to happen. Things begin to break. Things begin to shatter. Things that have been a weight on you become, you know, we lay it at the feet, at the altar of Jesus. And so 
God will start to break, or in other words, he'll start to shift and move things that you're dealing with when you are allowing the Holy Spirit to come and invade not just the service, but invade your home, to invade your marriage, to invade your relationship with your kids, to invade your workplace, the areas that you struggle with, the areas that you have conflict with, the areas that where there's opposition. And when you and I, we invite the Holy Spirit Things begin to transition. Are you hearing me this morning? And so all it takes is your obedience to God. All it takes is your obedience in worship. That when you walk into the house of God or wherever you're at, and you put on that praise and worship, that you just say, Lord, fill me, saturate me deposit into me the very things that God that you want to pour into me and when you are obedient to God again things begin to shift it's your obedience to the Lord amen and so all it takes is the word from God to get your breakthrough all it takes is one word somebody say one word one word because that's all we need when we are in the presence of God is just one word One word can shift and transition everything that you're battling. The season that you are in, all it takes is one word from God to get your breakthrough. Listen to me. What what good is it to hear the word without application? What good is it if I minister this morning and you do nothing with it? What is it if you get a prophetic word and you do nothing with it? Because it's important, and we all understand that the Bible says that that to please God, we have to have faith. But it also says that we are to be doers of his word, to be doers. So that means that we are to put into practice and have application in being doers of his word. So that why? So that we can see transition. We can see a move of God take place in our lives. Right? So we need the word this morning. But, all, but, but more importantly, what we need to do is be obedient to the word. So when you look here in the story of 2 Kings chapter, chapter 3, verse 9, it says that the king of Israel, Judah, and Edom all came together. But then Jehoshaphat said these words. He said, the king of Israel said, oh, I think the Lord really brought us three kings together only to let the Moabites defeat us. Now let's stop there for a second. Listen to what King Jehoshaphat is saying here. And I'm going to read it one more time so that you can understand the story of what is going on here. King Jehoshaphat said, I think. I mean, it's not good to just think sometimes. (laughs) Thinking sometimes gets you in trouble. Especially when God is telling you to do something. And you're just saying, should I or shouldn't I? When you know God has spoken to you and you know that you've heard the voice of the Lord and we sit there and we ponder, just hear his voice and we say, I think he said to do this, but I'm not very clear if I should do it or not. And so he said, I think the Lord really brought us out here only to die in the hands of the Moabites. So, again, when God gives you a word, we are not to sit on that word and to think about it. But again, to be doers of the word. So Jehoshaphat assumed. Say assumed. Oftentimes we assume many things in our life. 
We assume God is doing this when God is really doing something else. We assume that our spouses or our kids are doing something when really we're just assuming because we're hearing different voices and we're reacting to certain things that we've known we've seen in the past. And so yet here is King Jehoshaphat and he says, I assume. I assume that God took us to our enemy so that we can be defeated. Think about that for a second. He assumed that God took him and took them to the Moabite so that they can be defeated. Can I tell you something this morning? God will never place you or take you somewhere just so that you can die in the hands of your enemies. God will never do that. He will never place you somewhere. God put you here in Praise Chapel, Las Vegas, so that you can grow strong roots. You can grow and tap into the gift and what God has purposely called you for so that you can reach this community and this city so that God can bring forth revival. But some of us have to cross over. Come on, somebody. We have to cross over and do what God has been telling us to do. We've been hearing the word for too long and we're sitting on the word for too long when God is asking us, hey, when are you going to finally step out and be a doer of the word? And so watch what goes on here in the story, because it says that Jehoshaphat continued by saying, surely one of the Lord's prophet is here. And let's ask the prophet what the Lord says we should do. And one of the servants of the king of Israel said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here. Then he goes on to say, Elisha was Elijah's servant, and Jehoshaphat said, the Lord's word is with Elisha. Now, it continues to go on, go on and said that the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom, went down to see Elisha. So Elisha said, bring me someone who plays a harp. That's something key that I'm going to touch on in just a second. So Elisha said, bring me someone who plays a harp. When the person played the harp, the Lord's power. The Lord's power came upon Elisha. The Lord's power came upon Elisha. The first thing that Elisha asked for is what? He says, bring me someone who can play the harp. This is what he says. Now watch this. What does the harp have anything to do with the word from God? Now, if you have, have got into any deep of research of, of what's going on in this story, you'll understand because, again, the harp was significant here in this story, especially for Elisha because he understood something. But the harp was important to him. Why? You ready? You want to know why it was? Because the harp was a symbol of worship. It was a symbol of worship, which it symbolized the presence of God. So meaning this is that Elisha understood that in order for him to receive the power of God upon him and receive a word, he needed worship. He needed the presence of God. And so when we come into the house of God, we're coming in with saying, Lord, speak to me. God, give me a word. God, give me some clarity and understanding of what you're doing in my life. And what God is saying, you need to tap into worship. Because worship is what opens the heavens. 
And when we, when the heavens are open, the glory of God begins to fall upon the church. And it begins to fall upon the people of God. And that's when you get the word. God begins to drop into your spirit a new word, a fresh revelation. But it comes to, it comes when we surrender and we worship him. So you can't come into the house of God and expect God to give your word if you're just standing there like a log. When everyone else is worshiping or they're on their knees and they feel the presence and they're shaking and they're speaking in tongues and they're crying and weeping and you see them right next to you and you're looking at them and you're saying, man, these people are nuts. They're crazy. What are they doing? But yet there is something that is going on, spiritually speaking, inside their spirit. And that person, whoever is standing like a log is just standing there and they're saying, well, God's not speaking to me. God's not touching me. I don't feel anything. Well, maybe it's because... Because you haven't yet tapped into worship, the presence of God, the glory of God. And so if you ever expect God to touch you, you have to learn to first tap into his presence, which is worship. Worship is what causes God, listen to this, to show up. Worship causes God to show up. You want God to show up in your home? Bring in some worship. You want God to show up in your workplace? Put on some worship. You want God to restore your marriage? Put on some worship and worship God. You want God to heal your body? Put on some worship and worship God in that moment and in that season because God wants to do something when there is worship. Elisha understood that in order to deliver a word from God, he needed to first be in the presence of God. Church, when the presence of God came down, it says that the power of God came down upon Elisha. Listen to me. That's why we worship. Praise Chapel Las Vegas. That is why you worship. Because God's presence is here. Your praise and worship makes it easy for the man of God to come behind a pulpit and bring forth the word. You guys made it easy for me to just come up here and just bring a word. uh, Even to the point where I don't even have to bring a word. We could have just begun to just have altar call and just say, you know what, God, you're taking over. But there are some places you go to and they don't worship. And it makes it difficult to bring a word because nobody really is hungry and thirsty for God. But I've seen it's evident that in this house, there are people who are hungry. There are people that are thirsty for more of God, that want revival, that want to see a move of God. They want to see people come in and get saved, get delivered, get set free, be healed. You guys have that hunger. And I truly believe that you guys are in the verge of crossover where God is about to bring forth a revival and all these seats will begin to get filled one by one. Not just this service, but multiple service where you will see your family get saved. You'll begin to see your co-workers get saved. You'll begin to see the next generation get saved. Our young people get saved. People prophesying. People having dreams of visions. You'll begin to see the power and the glory of God come down like never before because of hunger because of breakthrough in Praise Chapel Las Vegas you guys are are in that verge you guys are already stepping into that get ready to see people walk in 
Get ready to see people say, man, I don't know what it is, but something drew me to this place. Something drew me. It's the presence of God. It's the Holy Spirit that you guys are tapping into a different realm, a realm where there is hunger and there is a realm of thirst for God and more of God that is not about you, but it's about the kingdom. And it's about drawing the kingdom into this house so that people can be set free. Listen to me, if you want a word, you need to align yourself and get into worship so that you can tap into his presence. And if you want a word, you need to get out of the way. You need to get out of the way and you need to let your pride, that flesh down and say, Lord, I'm here only to worship you. And I don't care if I look foolish. I don't care if I sound foolish. I don't care if my makeup is all over my face. I don't care how things may look. But God, I just came because I came for one purpose, and that is to worship you and to be in your presence. Tell your neighbor, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Because we want the Holy Spirit. We want breakthrough. We don't want to keep coming to church and just having just the the same old norm, the same old routine, the same old thing. But we want to come in and say, Holy Spirit, what do you got for us today? What are you going to do today? What kind of service are you going to have today? We are moving aside so that the Holy Spirit can invade the house of God and do what it's been wanting to do. See, I came to tell you that if you're struggling this morning and you're going through it, you just need to lift your hands. You need to lift your hands and you need to just worship God. Don't stand there with your hands crossed over and be angry with God. But lift your hands and say, God, I don't know what you're doing. God, I don't know what I'm going. I may I may be struggling. I may be hurting. I may be going through it. But God, I'm just going to lift my hands because I know that you are the God. There is only one God, one creator, one Messiah. And God, you saved me. You spared me. You delivered me. God, you did all these things for me. So God, I'm going to continue to trust you and believe that what you have for me will come to pass just keep lifting your hands during your storm keep lifting your hands in that dry season keep lifting your hands when you're hearing all the wrong voices keep lifting your hands when you don't want to be here keep lifting your hands when your spouse is not here your kids are not here keep worshiping God because he's the one that's going to draw them here and he's the one that's going to save them he's the one that's going to speak to them he's the one that's going to heal them he's the one that's going to do something powerful in their life but all it takes is for you to worship it's worship because when you seek him and you obey him God will begin to transition you into a new season I believe this morning I'm here to declare to you that some of you are about to walk into a new season there is a season that's coming in your way there is a season of breakthrough that's about to take place there's a season where God is about to give you something that you've been praying and seeking for and it's coming but all you got to do is trust him and keep lifting your hands and worshiping the king of kings and the lord of lords Listen to me, King Jehoshaphat, he knew the power. The word power means capability or the potential. And he understood that there is power in a word. 
He understood that there was power in the word of God. And he knew that because without a word from God, he knew that he would die in the wilderness. Church, without the word, you and I cannot make it. You and I cannot go forward. You and I will not succeed. But it's the word of God, the word of God, a word from God that we need to continue to survive and move forward to where God is taking us. In order to persevere and overcome every battle that we go through, you need the word of God. You can't survive without the word. And I came to tell you this morning that it's the word of God that keeps us alive, that keeps us, keeps us focused. We need to stay focused. Yes. And one of the reasons why so many people today are not experiencing breakthrough is because they struggle with knowing what the power of God can do in their life. Because there is power in the word. There is power. And people don't know how to use the word. They don't know how to fight with the word. And it's the word that helps you to overcome the battle. Every mind battle that the devil tells you that you're not good enough. Every mind battle that tells you to take your life out. It's that mind battle that tells you you're not good enough. That God has not equipped you. That God has not gifted you. But when you begin to stand upon the word and say, I know what the word says, devil. I will not let you speak to me that way. I will keep no, I will keep going forward because the word says that I am more than a conqueror I know the power of his word I know the power of a word I know what it can do the question is do you know what the power of God a word can do in your life because it's the word that we need you know there's a saying in the psychology world that says when the pain of change is greater than the pain of remaining the same a change can only can can finally take place. Wow. I'm gonna say that one more time for those who are taking notes. And if you can follow back on the podcast with the what they're what they have. But it says, when the pain of change, how many know that there is pain in change? Yeah. Listen, when the pain of change is greater than the pain of remaining the same. Listen to me, God did not call you to remain the same. God does not want you to be in the same place day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year. God wants you to grow and move forward. And so when the change is the great, when the pain of change is greater than the pain of remaining the same, the change can finally take place. Something has to change. Something in your life has to change. If you ain't praying, you need to start praying. If you're not worshiping, you got to start worshiping. If you ain't tithing and giving to God, you need to start tithing and giving to God. If you haven't been faithful, start being faithful. If you haven't been accountable, start being accountable. But something has to change in order for something to change. Your breakthrough is connected to change. And your change is connected through your pain. And your pain is connected to your growth. to me every advancement in the kingdom has come about because someone saw what could be and was no longer willing to accept what is let me read to you verse 11 in in second kings because king jehoshaphat said is there no prophet of the lord with us and if there is we can ask the lord 
what to do through him. They were looking for a prophet because the prophet was the one that carried the word of God. Their breakthrough was not just in a word, but their breakthrough was through the word. Because the word is Jesus. Jesus is the word. And so you and I this morning have to realize that our breakthrough is not just in a word, but our breakthrough is through the word. Because it's Jesus is the one that we call upon. And when we call upon Jesus, there is power that comes forth. There is power that lives inside of you. There's power that flows through you. And when you begin to understand who you serve and who's your king, you begin to understand that the power lives and resides inside of you. You don't need to always expect a word, but there is a word that's already living inside of you. Come on, somebody. All it takes is one word to turn your situation around. One word around. And Elisha said in verse 16, he says, this dry valley will be filled with pools of water. Elisha was speaking a word. He was speaking the word into what? Into their situation. I'm here to tell you, start speaking the word into your situation. You don't always have to call your pastor to get a word. Speak the word. Open the word of God. Open that word and begin to declare and speak the word over that circumstance, over that trial, over what you're going through. Speak the word. God has given you power and authority to do it yourself. And that's what Elisha was doing. And I believe that God was turning their situation around. Some of you find yourself constantly dealing with my battles today. Dealing with insecurities, dealing with spiritual warfare, dealing with regrets, struggling to get out of bed and go to work and, or even come to church this morning. It was a struggle to get to church. But what you don't realize is that there is spiritual warfare going on in the spiritual realm that's trying to hold you down from not going to church and serving God and doing what God has purposed in your life. And he's holding you and he's lying to you and he's whispering and telling you all these lies that you cannot serve the Lord and do what God has called you to do. Can I tell you something? The devil is trying to keep you isolated. He's trying to keep you isolated and telling you, you don't need church. You don't need accountability. You don't need to tithe and pray. You don't need to go to church. You are the church. And, and you begin to hear all these whispers. And you begin to watch all these different things on social media. And you begin to buy into these things that, that you hear because it sounds good. It looks good. But again, the devil is a liar. And he knows how to make things look good. He knows how to paint a pretty picture. But not everything that looks good is from God. I'm going to say that one more time. Not everything that looks good is from God. Just because you pray for something and the door opens, you still need to pray and say, God, is this really the right door for me? And if it's not the right door, God, close it because I don't want to step out of the will of God, but I want to step in the will of God. And so the devil wants to keep us isolated. And when Sunday comes around, we know, come on, we know that we should be in the house of God. No question. We should be in the house of God. Because this is, it's Sunday morning. It's the Lord's day. But sometimes, and I don't know if I'm talking, I'm not talking to this church. I'm talking maybe to those who are watching online or my church or maybe the church across the street. But sometimes we 
assume or what we tend to do is that we choose to make other plans because that particular Sunday is someone's birthday or something is going on. And we say, well, you know what? Once missing one Sunday service won't affect me. It won't hurt me. It won't do anything wrong. And so yet, in spite of that, we want God to move in our circumstances. We want God to make our circumstance a priority. We want God to heal us. We want God to fix the things that are going on. We, got, we want God to restore our relationships. We want God to bless everything in our lives. But we choose to put other things before God. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to rebuke anyone this morning. I'm just saying that this is what happens in churches today. This is what happens. But when you do make it to church, you do make it to the house of God. Sometimes there are people that walk in towards the middle of, sir, or middle of worship or the end of worship. And then the word is being preached. But by that time, you haven't yet tapped into the presence of God or allowed the Holy Spirit to fill you or minister to you because you are so caught up with all these other things going on around you. Your problems, your circumstances, the things that you're facing. And the atmosphere has already been set. But you can't seem to shake off all the negativity. You can't seem to shake off what he said or she said. Somebody took your seat this morning. Somebody get, didn't say hi to you this morning or a hug. And you're like, who? Oh, oh, my God. Can you believe they didn't hug me? They didn't shake my hand. Pastor didn't shake my hand. He didn't look my way. She didn't look my way. And all of a sudden you can't worship no more. You can't lift your hands up no more. But you've, you've allowed the devil. You've allowed that spirit to creep into you and tell you that why did you go to church? See, nobody loves you. Nobody cares. Nobody wants you there. And you hear that voice keep whispering and getting louder and louder and louder. But you should have been here in the morning praying before service started. You should have been here be already worshiping God. And if you would have done that, you wouldn't have allowed all those things to distract you. You begin to hear that voice that says your dreams, your visions will never come to pass. Your family will never get saved. You'll never get out of debt. You'll never be able to buy a house. God will never heal your body. But I'm here to tell you this morning that you need to tell the devil, but you also need to tell yourself. Come on, somebody. You need to tell yourself that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That you're not going to give up. This is not the time to give up. You're not going to listen to the lies of the devil or anything or anyone anymore, but you're going to fight and you're going to press forward. You're going to keep on holding on to every promise and every prophetic word that God has spoken over you because your latter days will be greater than your past. The best is yet to come. And if God is for you, who can be against you? God is on your side. Listen, I know that there are times where you don't feel like worshiping God. I know that there are times you don't want to do what God wants you to do. But again, we don't go based off what we feel and what we think or what our flesh says. 
but we go off what the Spirit of God is saying. We go off what the Spirit is saying. But the only way you and I are going to get through that difficult season is by pressing forward. And that means that you got to keep on praying. You got to keep on praising God. You got to keep on sowing in the kingdom. You got to keep going to church and keep doing what you've been taught what to do, what the Word of God says. And ultimately, ultimately, it boils down to you got to continue to be obedient to the Spirit of God. Someone once said, you are the ones who determine how deep and how wide his provision is or his glory is and his anointing is in your life. You determine how hungry you are for God, how much you want from God. One of my favorite scriptures is found in the book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. And the Bible says, let us not get tired of doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. I'm here to tell you that this is not the time to quit on God. This is not the time to get tired and give up on what God wants to do because God is getting ready to cross over in your life. God, your, your blessing is just around the corner. Your breakthrough is just around the corner. That salvation is just around the corner. That healing is just around the corner. There is a new season knocking at your door today. Listen to me. Get ready because God is about to pour out a fresh oil in your life he's about to fill you with his glory and his word you're about to cross over into a new season but you got to learn to be obedient and continue to lift your hands even when you don't feel like it even when you don't want to even when you're tired keep lifting your hands and giving God praise and worship he's about to fill you this morning with the spirit of determination and once you carry that spirit you're going to go back to the enemy's camp and you're going to take back everything that he's taken from you Bible says in Job chapter 14 verses 7 through 9 it says there is always hope for a tree for if it is cut down it can grow again for it will keep sending out new branches its roots might grow old in the ground and its stump might die in the dirt but with water come on somebody with water it will grow again and it will grow branches like a new plant. Listen to me. It's not talking about the water or the taste of water, but it's talking about the scent of water. You may not see anything changing yet, but there is a scent that you feel that you know that the Holy Spirit is telling you that something is about to happen. Something is happening. You sense it. You feel it in your spirit that God is about to do something in Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. God is getting ready to pour out something fresh, a new oil into this house. You're either on board or you're going to miss out on what God is doing. You either get on the bus and get on the ride or you're going to miss out on what God is going to do. There is a scent of revelation ready to happen. A scent of breakthrough ready to fall upon this church. And that's why the devil has fought you for this long. Oh, he's been fighting you this hard. And yet the Bible says that you shall not see wind nor shall you see rain. Yet the valley shall be filled with water. Listen to me. It was the word of God that was turning their situation around. See, the devil really thought he had you. 
The devil really thought he had you. He thought that you were going to fall apart when he threw that situation in your path. He thought you were going to lose your mind. He thought you were going to just crumble and give up and whine and cry. And you were going to just throw your life away. He thought you were going to have a nervous breakdown. He thought you were going to go back to your old ways, your old Egypt. But I'm here to declare to you that your season is about to change and things are going to get better. But you got to learn to step out and continue to worship him. Because the Bible says that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Come on, somebody. Your breakthrough is much closer than you think. Your breakthrough is much closer than you think. Second Kings 3.18 says that Elisha said this is an easy thing. It's an easy thing. What we think is hard, the Lord says, it's easy for me. What you think is hard, the Lord saying, you don't know who I am. You don't know what I'm capable of. I can still heal you. I can still move that, 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 that whatever it is that the doctor said about you, that your diagnosis is this, that you don't know who the God that you serve because my, my God says that I'll heal you. I'm your healer. I'm your deliverer. I will strip away every sickness. I will strip away cancer. I will strip away all diseases. It's easy for God. What we think is impossible, God says, all things are possible through me. All things I can do. Don't ever underestimate what God is able to do because he's a God of miracles. God can do signs and wonders in an instant. God can deliver you this morning, but all you got to do is lift your hands and open your mouth and say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever you got for me. God, I'm ready. I'm going to lay it all down because I know that God, you are the one that is able. You are the one that's capable and God, you will make things happen. Even when things are crooked, God, you will line things up. Even when things don't look good, God, you'll put it back together. Even when when things don't seem like this makes sense, God, you will make it make sense. But I'm here to tell you this morning, get ready, get ready, because you're about to cross over and breakthrough is on your way. If I could have just the worship team come up, I'm going to stop.